book three chapters five through seven of three books concerning virgins by st ambrose translated by philip schaff this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter five st ambrose speaking of tears explains david's saying every night wash i my couch with my tears and goes on to speak of christ bearing our griefs and infirmities everything should be referred to his honour and we ought to rejoice with spiritual joy but not after a worldly fashion and who can now fail to understand that the holy prophet said for our instruction every night will i wash my couch and water my bed with my tears for if you take it literally for his bed he shows that such abundance of tears should be shed as to wash the bed and water it with tears the couch of him who is praying for weeping has to do with the present rewards with the future since it is said blessed are ye that weep for ye shall laugh or if we take the word of the prophet as applied to our bodies we must wash away the offences of the body with tears of penitence for solomon made himself a bed of wood from lebanon its pillars were of silver its bottom of gold its back strewn with gems what is that bed but the fashion of our body for by gems is set forth the splendour of the brightness of the air fire is set forth by the gold water by silver and earth by wood of which four elements the human body consists in which our soul rests if it do not exist deprived of rest by the roughness of hills or the damp ground but raised on high above vices supported by the wood for which reason david also says the lord will send him help upon his bed of pain for how can that be a bed of pain which cannot feel pain and which has no feeling but the body of pain is like the body of that death of which it is said o wretched man that i am who shall deliver me from the body of this death and since i have inserted a clause in which mention is made of the lord's body lest any one should be troubled at reading that the lord took a body of pain let him remember that the lord grieved and wept over the death of lazarus and was wounded in his passion and that from the wound there went forth blood and water and that he gave up his spirit water for washing blood for drink the spirit for his rising again for christ alone is to us hope faith and love hope in his resurrection faith in the labor and love in the sacrament and as he took a body of pain so too he turned his bed in his weakness for he converted it to the benefit of human flesh for by his passion weakness was ended and death by his resurrection and yet you ought to mourn for the world but to rejoice in the lord to be sad for penitence but joyful for grace though too the teacher of the gentiles by a wholesome precept has bidden to weep with them that weep and to rejoice with them that do rejoice but let him who desires to solve the whole difficulty of this question have recourse to the same apostle 
whatsoever ye do says he in word or deed do all in the name of our lord jesus christ giving thanks to god the father by him let us then refer all our words and deeds to christ who brought life out of death and created light out of darkness for as a sick body is at one time cherished by warmth at another soothed by cool applications and the variation of remedies if carried out according to the direction of the physician is healthful but if done in opposition to his orders increases the sickness so whatever is paid to christ is a remedy whatever is done by our own will is harmful there ought then to be the joy of the mind conscious of right not excited by unrestrained feast or nuptial concerts for in such modesty is not safe and temptation may be suspected where excessive dancing accompanies festivities i desired that the virgins of god should be far from this for as a certain teacher of this world has said no one dances when sober unless he is mad now if according to the wisdom of this world either drunkenness or madness is the cause of dancing what a warning is given to us among the instances mentioned in the divine scriptures where john the forerunner of christ being beheaded at the wish of a dancer is an instance that the allurements of dancing did more harm than the madness of sacrilegious anger chapter six having mentioned the baptist st ambrose enters into a description of the events concerning his death and speaks against dancing and the festivities of the wicked and since we must not cursorily pass by the mention of so great a man let us consider who he was by whom on what account how and at what time he was slain a just man he is put to death by adulterers and the penalty of a capital crime is turned off by the guilty on to the judge again the reward of the dancer is the death of the prophet lastly a matter of honour even to all barbarians the cruel sentence is given in the midst of banqueting and festivities and the news of the deadly crime is carried from the banquet to the prison and then from the prison to the banquet how many crimes are there in one wicked act a banquet of death is set out with royal luxury and when a larger concourse than usual had come together the daughter of the queen sent for from within the private apartments is brought forth to dance in the sight of men what could she have learnt from an adulteress but loss of modesty is anything so conducive to lust as with unseemly movements thus to expose in nakedness those parts of the body which either nature has hidden or custom has veiled to sport with the looks to turn the neck to loosen the hair fitly was the next step an offence against god for what modesty can there be where there is dancing and noise and clapping of hands then it is said the king being pleased said unto the damsel that she should ask of the king whatsoever she would 
then he swore that if she asked he would give her even the half of his kingdom see how worldly men themselves judge of their worldly power so as to give even kingdoms for dancing but the damsel being taught by her mother demanded that the head of john should be brought to her on a dish that which is said that the king was sorry is not repentance on the part of the king but a confession of guilt which is according to the want of the divine rule that they who have done evil condemn themselves by their own confession but for their sakes which sat with him it is said what is more base than that a murder should be committed in order not to displease those who had sat at meat and it follows for his oath's sake what a new religion he had better have forsworn himself the lord therefore in the gospel bids us not to swear at all that there be no cause for perjury and no need of offending and so an innocent man is slain that an oath not be violated i know which to have in the greatest horror perjury is more endurable than are the oaths of tyrants who would not think that when he saw some one running from the banquet to the prison that orders had been given to set the prophet free who i say having heard that it was herod's birthday and of the state banquet and the choice given to the damsel of choosing whatever she wished would not think that the man was sent to set john free what has cruelty in common with delicacies what have death and pleasure in common the prophet is hurried to suffer at a festal time by a festal order by which he would even wish to be set free he is slain by the sword and his head is brought on a platter this dish was well suited to their cruelty in order that their insatiate savageness might be feasted look most savage king at the sights worthy of thy feast stretch forth thy right hand that nothing be wanting to thy cruelty that streams of holy blood may pour down between thy fingers and since the hunger for such unheard-of cruelty could not be satisfied by banquets nor the thirst by goblets drink the blood pouring from the still flowing veins of the cut-off head behold those eyes even in death the witnesses of thy crime turning away from the sight of the delicacies the eyes are closing not so much owing to death as to horror of luxury that bloodless golden mouth whose sentence thou couldst not endure is silent and yet thou fearest yet the tongue which even after death is wont to observe its duty as when living condemned though with trembling motion the incest this head is borne to herodias she rejoices she exults as though she had escaped from the crime because she has slain her judge what say you holy women do you see what you ought to teach and what also to unteach your daughters she dances but she is the daughter of an adulteress but she who is modest she who is chaste let her teach her daughter religion not dancing 
and do you grave and prudent men learn to avoid the banquets of hateful men if such are the banquets what will be the judgment of the impious chapter seven in reply to marcolina who had asked what should be thought of those who to escape violence killed themselves st ambrose replies by narrating the history of pelagia a virgin with her mother and sister and goes on to speak of the martyrdom of the blessed sotiris one of their own ancestors as i am drawing near the close of my address you make a good suggestion holy sister that i should touch upon what we ought to think of the merits of those who have cast themselves down from a height or have drowned themselves in a river lest they should fall into the hands of persecutors seeing that the holy scripture forbids a christian to lay hands on himself and indeed as regards virgins placed in the necessity of preserving their purity we have a plain answer seeing that there exists an instance of martyrdom st pelagia footnote st ambrose being asked by his sister for his opinion concerning such virgins as committed suicide rather than suffered themselves to be violated would seem to say that in some cases this was allowable st augustine speaks with some hesitation on the same subject there is some doubt as to who this st pelagia mentioned below may be st chrysostom says she committed suicide by throwing herself from the roof and footnote lived formerly at antioch being about fifteen years old a sister of virgins and a virgin herself she shut herself up at home at the first sound of persecution seeing herself surrounded by those who would rob her of her faith and purity in the absence of her mother and sisters without any defence but all the more filled with god what are we to do unless she says to herself thou a captive of virginity takest thought i both wish and fear to die for i meet not death but seek it let us die if we are allowed or if they will not allow it still let us die god is not offended by a remedy against evil and faith permits the act in truth if we think of the real meaning of the word how can what is voluntary be violence it is rather violence to wish to die and not to be able and we do not fear any difficulty for who is there who wishes to die and is not able to do so when there are so many easy ways to death for i can now rush upon the sacrilegious altars and overthrow them and quench with my blood the kindled fires i am not afraid that my right hand may fail to deliver the blow or that my breast may shrink from the pain i shall leave no sin to my flesh i fear not that a sword will be wanting i can die by my own weapons i can die without the help of an executioner in my mother's bosom she is said to have adorned her head and to have put on a bridal dress so that one would say that she was going to a bridegroom not to death but when the hateful persecutors saw that they had lost the prey of her chastity they began to seek her mother and sisters 
but they by a spiritual flight already held the field of chastity when as on the one side persecutors suddenly threatened them and on the other escape was shut off by an impetuous river they said what do we fear see the water what hinders us from being baptized and this is the baptism where sins are forgiven and kingdoms are sought this is a baptism after which no one sins let the waters receive us which is wont to regenerate let the water receive us which makes us virgins let the water receive us which opens heaven protects the weak hides death makes martyrs we pray thee god creator of all things let not the water scatter our bodies deprived of the breath of life let not death separate our obsequies whose lives affection is always conjoined but let our constancy be one our death one and our burial also be one having said these words and having slightly girded up the bosom of their dress to veil their modesty without impeding their steps joining hands as though to lead a dance they went forward to the middle of the river-bed directing their steps to where the stream was more violent and the depth more abrupt no one drew back no one ceased to go on no one tried where to place her steps they were anxious only when they felt the ground grieved when the water was shallow and glad when it was deep one could see the pious mother tightening her grasp rejoicing in her pledges afraid of a fall lest even the stream should carry off her daughters from her these victims o christ said she do i offer as leaders of chastity guides on my journey and companions of my sufferings but who would have cause to wonder that they had such constancy while alive seeing that even when dead they preserved the position of their bodies unmoved the water did not lay bare their corpses nor did the rapid course of the river roll them along moreover the holy mother though without sensation still maintained her loving grasp and held the sacred knot which she had tied and loosed not her hold in death that she who had paid her debt to religion might die leaving her piety as her heir for those whom she had joined together with herself for martyrdom she claimed even to the tomb but why use instances of people of another race to you my sister whom the inspiration of hereditary chastity has taught by descent from a martyred ancestor for whence have you learned who had no one from whom to learn living in the country with no virgin companion instructed by no teacher you have played the part then not of a disciple for this cannot be done without teaching but of an heir of virtue for how could it come to pass that holy sotiris should not have been the originator of your purpose who is an ancestor of your race who in an age of persecution born to the heights of suffering by the insults of slaves gave to the executioner even her face which is usually free from injury when the whole body is tortured and rather beholds than suffers torments 
so brave and patient that when she offered her tender cheeks to punishment the executioner failed in striking before the martyr yielded under the injuries she moved not her face she turned not away her countenance she uttered not a groan or a tear lastly when she had overcome other kinds of punishment she found the sword which she desired end of book three end of three books concerning virgins by saint ambrose for his sister saint marcolina translated by philip schaff